Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. The Tuesday show is our roster management show where we run through the waiver wire and the top streaming options for fantasy football. Uh, this is week 12, and finally, we do have an interesting week on the waiver wire. As we've noted over the last couple shows, the waiver wire has been a tough place for you this year if you have been a zero RB drafter. We have had uh, some big flops. We have had Wayne Gallman. We have had Ty Johnson. Uh, we've had a couple spots where we've bid on Josh Reynolds, Chris Conley, Zach Pascal, Mike Gesicki. Um, so, you know, Brian Hill was a, was a failure. J.D. McKissick has been mostly a failure. So, you know, we, we remain optimistic as possible. We head into the Week 12 Fantasy Football Waiver Wire, uh, you know, with, with our hopes high. So the two guys who I think are difference makers this week are going to be Naheem Hines and Noah Font. So on Naheem Hines, uh, Frank Reich said that Jonathan Williams and Jordan Wilkins are going to share the workload with Marlon Mack out. Mack, I would expect to miss the rest of the regular season. He had surgery on his hand. So, you know, if he's having surgery... I mean, maybe he can come back in three weeks or something like that, but he does not have a timetable for return right now. So I would think that all three of these guys are going to get a chance to play. Uh, Jordan Wilkins and Jonathan Williams, it seems like they mostly would be fighting for the work that uh, Marlon Mack left, right? And, and Naheem Hines averaged 8.5 targets per game last season when uh, Marlon Mack was not in the lineup. That's pretty good. That is that is definitely a player that you want to have in PPR leagues. And Jonathan Williams, 
he's just not very good. Uh, 5'11", 220 pounds, went to Arkansas, ran a 4.6840, had a, a decent agility score of 11.26 for his size. But Wilkins, to me, uh, you know, he was injured last week. That's why he didn't play. I would think that he is the better player. Uh, Wilkins is 6'1", 216, ran a 4.5840, was a very good pass catcher in college, averaged 6.5 yards per carry at Ole Miss. So I, I think that's... Uh, Wilkins is the better player than Jonathan Williams and basically I would not be basically I would not be bidding on Jonathan Williams this week. I I would bid about, you know, 25% of what I had left on Naheem Hines, maybe 10% max on Wilkins and 1% max on Jonathan Williams. The other difference maker for me this week is definitely Noah Font. Uh, He is going to be a top 10 tight end the rest of the way. He saw a 30% target share last week. He's second on the team in targets since Emmanuel Sanders was been traded. He's a 99th percentile spark athlete and basically he now has a weekly role in the offense. He's shown, okay, I can handle this offense. I know what I'm doing in the NFL. I'm strong enough. I'm fast enough. I'm smart enough to play in the NFL, smart enough to earn these targets, good enough to earn these targets. So working through rest of season rankings, I think it's pretty clear Font is like you'd rather have him than either of the Colts tight ends. You'd rather have him than Mike Kosicki. Like I think he's in that range of like Gerald Everett, uh, Greg Olson, those kind of guys. And that's a that's a good range to be in if you are needing a fantasy football quarterback. Moving on to the borderline starters, uh, I think there's going to be some good buzz around Jeff Driscoll. 51 rushing yards last week. He has uh, multiple rushing attempts in each of his two starts. Sounds like Matt Stafford is probably going to be placed on the injured reserve. I probably am not bidding on Jeff Driscoll too hard. Uh, You know, I've sorted out most of my playoff rosters. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a guy who might be dropped this week. If Kirk Cousins is dropped in your league and you're trying to stream quarterbacks in the playoffs, Kirk Cousins is, of course, going to be a great add. Uh, so those are those are the two quarterbacks I'm really monitoring this week. I, I would add Driscoll if, if I had been streaming because uh, the, the Lions do have a, a nice schedule and they have no reason to bring Stafford back and Driscoll has been running a little bit. Cousins has been the quarterback seven in fantasy thus far and he just really is not valued like that like it would not surprise me if he was uh if he was dropped this week our next guy is Trey Edmonds sounds like James Conner's pretty unlikely to play against the Bengals the Steelers theoretically can still make the playoffs and if they I mean the winning this game against the Bengals is is a net is a needed thing but Conner has missed time this year with injuries to his hamstring his ankle and his shoulder basically talking he was talking to uh the Pittsburgh local radio on Monday said pretty much uh he might not even travel to this game in Cincinnati so so he's not going to play so Trey Edmonds uh he's going to get that uh, he's going to get that groundwork against the Bengals. And actually, if you were going to pick one matchup to have Trey Edmonds in, it would probably be against the Bengals. Mason Rudolph, uh, he's just no good. So the team is, they're going to be running. Now, you'd probably set the line at like two targets for Edmonds, and you might even be tempted to take the under on that. Jalen Samuels is going to get all of that passing game work. But if Edmonds is out there and you need, you like, you're desperate this week, I think he's worth like a good, you know, five to 10% bid. Bo Scarborough led the Detroit Lions backfield in snaps and in carries. He was not targeted in the passing game, which is why I have um that's why I have Naheem Hines as as a higher priority bid. But I would bid on Bo Scarborough over Jordan Wilkins and over Jonathan Williams for sure. He scored a rushing touchdown, 14 rushes, started the game for Detroit. And basically, I think it's what Detroit wanted. They wanted a big 
bodied running back. That's why they tried to use Trey Carson. That's try. That's why they tried to use Paul Perkins. Basically, um, you know, J.D. McKissick and Ty Johnson just were not the body type, not the style of running back that they wanted as their primary rusher. So, you know, I would go up to, uh, you know, of a $100 budget, I think I would go up to 15 or 18 on Bo Scarborough. And I would think that that at this stage of, uh, I think I think at this stage of the season, that would be enough to get him. Patrick Laird, he ran the ball only once for Miami, played 16 snaps last week, but was targeted six times on his 16 snaps, so he is a very high target to route run ratio. Balaj is pacing to be the first player in NFL history to have over 100 carries with less than two yards per carry. I, I think eventually the team is just going to have to cut, like stop using him. Uh, it's I, I think it's hard for even a team in as desperate of a situation as Miami to keep running out a guy who's just that horrible. So I think Laird is like a very good zero to one dollar bid this week. Uh, he just is not going to be high priority for anyone else. And uh, I think he's a good stash for playoff teams. And honestly, I think that you could start him this week in deeper PPR formats against the Browns. I, I do think he could probably get you, you know, five to eight DraftKings points. Uh, and you know, that that is useful in, in some leagues and in some situations. Randall Cobb, a, a decent priority bid this week. I think I would go five Five to ten percent on him. Uh, Amari Cooper has been dealing with this lower body injury. Uh, the Cowboys play the New England Patriots this week. We would expect that they are going to be much more pass heavy than even their pass heavy shift against Detroit. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, we just do not think is going to find very much running room against the Patriots. Cobb has been averaging, you know, over eight and a half yards per target. He has a high catch rate. He's been the team's primary slot receiver. And as Jason Witten has been less reliable, Randall Cobb has been more reliable. He really filled in well for Amari Cooper last week, who had to spend some time on the sidelines. And, you know, if Amari Cooper Cooper gets the Stefan Gilmore shadow treatment, which we think he probably will. That's obviously, you know, again, going to be a good spot for Randall Cobb. The next two are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers guys, Scott Miller and Cam Brait. Both of them played over half of the snaps against the Saints this last week. Brait was targeted 14 times and secured 10 of them after OJ Howard was benched. OJ Howard is just toast. It, it's just, it's not going to happen for OJ Howard this year. Cam Brate is a legit ad. Um, I, I actually am going to be adding him and starting him in some leagues where I've been waiting on Eric Ebron to get healthy. Seems like Ebron is not going to be healthy against the Chicago Bears and. You know, Brait, I think this week in this game against Atlanta, uh, and I believe the total for that game is 52, that's going to be a, a pretty good spot for him. Scotty Miller has sort of replaced uh, Brashad Perryman in terms of the target pecking order, and it would not be surprising to me to see him play more snaps than Perryman over this next week. He would be a guy you could probably add. Um, you, you could add him in first come, first serve. I, I don't think that he would require anything more than a $0 bid, so. So uh, take that for what it's worth on Scotty Miller. Jacob Hollister is a, is a, another tight end ad. The current reporting is that Tyler Lockett does expect to play against Philadelphia, but I'm a little unsure. You know, we are, we are I think, uh, 13 days removed from Tyler Lockett having to go to the hospital with a potential compartment syndrome issue. I just don't know if he's going to be able to be active. I mean, maybe he will be, but over the last two games, Hollister has played 80% and 78% of the Seahawks snaps the last two weeks, and, um, you know, we've seen Will Disley be good in this offense. We've seen Ed Dixon be fantasy relevant in this offense. Russell Wilson can make pretty much anyone fantasy relevant, and Hollister is more athletic and a better player than Will Disley. So, 
you know, 5% of your fab this week on Hollister. And I think you can start him against Philadelphia and their, and their poor passing defense. Uh, David Njoku, uh, the, reportedly he is going to be activated soon off the designated for return injured reserve. The Browns have the easiest schedule for passing of any team left in the NFL this season. And Njoku, I think immediately would be kind of like their slot wide receiver, third wide receiver guy. I would expect the rest of the season, once he's activated, for him to be third in targets after Odell Beckham and after Jarvis Landry. Maybe Kareem Hunt would challenge him for that role. But Njoku was a big part of their offense, I think, over the offseason. And part of the struggles of this team has been the fact that they do not have a good and active tight end. Finally, our our deep league targets, we have Bilal Powell. Le'Veon Bell played his season low in snaps against Washington and has, uh, you know, been on the bench for some red zone possessions. Bilal Powell, again, recorded another seven carries this week. Uh, He had two targets as well. I think we can rationally assume that Le'Veon Bell's workload is going to diminish as the season goes on. The Jets are not competing for anything. Le'Veon definitely is looking out for himself first and and you know I think that's great I think it's smart that he is doing that uh, another jet I think you can add this week Ryan Griffin is just an every down player for the Jets uh, he scored you know he scored more touchdowns than Odell Beckham this year uh, he's only been below 90% of the Jets snaps twice the Jets have a, a couple very nice matchups coming up so I uh, you know I think that uh, Ryan Griffin if you're desperate for tight end you know you don't like Njoku you don't like Hollister you're not able to uh, you're not able to get Noah Font I think you know a 1% bid on Ryan Griffin is pretty good our final uh, deep league ad this week is Tim Patrick he is 6'4 212 pounds he's an undrafted free agent from Utah he saw uh, after he returned from the designated for return injured reserve that's why you have probably not heard his name before uh, he looked great for the Broncos. It was like hard to tell the difference between him and Cortland Sutton. He had eight targets for 77 yards. He ran a 4.5240 at, at 6'4. So, you know, like that's great height adjusted speed, great weight adjusted speed. He has a great burst score, a great catch radius. Um, he is a guy down the stretch, like very similar to what we saw Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton do last year in a non ideal situation for Denver. I think we could see that same thing happen for Tim Patrick, for Noah Font, and for. Um, for Cortland Sutton this year. Now we need to move to our streamers. That uh, that wraps up our position on the waiver wire. You know, I, I think uh, a good week for the waiver wire. If you are, you know, getting ready for the playoffs, of course, a reminder that you know, guy like. Uh, if you are, if you're getting ready for the playoffs and you're holding on to, you know, tertiary wide receivers, guys who you would net like D.D. Westbrook, that's a great example of, you know, if you desperately need points this week, sure, you can hold on to D.D. Westbrook, you can maybe start D.D. Westbrook. If you're trying to make the playoffs, if you or if you know you're in the playoffs and you're just trying to consolidate your depth, I think you can probably drop D.D. Westbrook and start to stash some of these high upside handcuff running backs. So quarterback streamers, we start out with Jacoby Brissett, 39% owned. He's playing at Houston. I expect that he will project as a top 12 quarterback this week. And uh, a lot of teams are going to be needing uh, quarterback replacements because we have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Arizona Cardinals on by. Uh, in his return to the lineup, it was not Jacoby Brissett's best game, 148 passing yards uh, and a touchdown, only only two rushing attempts, but a rushing touchdown for him. So, you know, a, a decent game for Jacoby Brissett, but they, they just absolutely smoked Jacksonville. I don't think that's going to be the case against Houston. That should be a higher total uh, and a more interesting game. So, 
Jacoby Brissett is the top streamer. I'm not going to tout Kyle Allen, even though uh, the matchup would dictate that he's going to get a lot of volume. Not really interested at all in Kyle Allen. I would rather use Sam Darnold coming off of the four-touchdown performance. He gets the Oakland Raiders at home. Uh, The Oakland Raiders have been essentially the worst passing defense in football this year. They've been a great matchup for any and all streamers, and uh, he would be our number two streaming option. Uh, There are a few other names you can look at. Jeff Driscoll, who we have already discussed. Uh, If Mitchell Trubisky gets the start against the New York Giants, he is relevant as well. And then Ryan Tannehill is 21% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. I I would definitely go Brissett and Sam Darnold as the top two options. Also, Baker Mayfield, he's 55% owned. I would, I would all, he would be the top streamer of the week, but because he's 55% owned, he does not meet our 50% threshold. But the, the bottom line is, for those of you who have one of those four stud quarterbacks who are on by right now, you're actually in a pretty decent situation. You know, there's no reason to uh, to fret about your quarterback. You are You are basically going to be fine. Moving to the tight end position, We've already discussed him, but Noah Font, he has 47 targets on the year. He has over half of those targets in the last uh, three games that Denver has played. He's looked great, and and he could have had a touchdown in addition to his big target game last week. Uh, So he would be our top streaming tight end ad, Dallas Goddard against Seattle. Uh, Dallas Goddard over the last six weeks has been a top tight end in fantasy over the last month of the season, he's basically been a starting player for the Philadelphia Eagles, scored a touchdown against the Patriots last week. We think that, uh, again, he is going to be uh, another strong option this week, uh, basically a starting player for uh, Philadelphia, and you know we think they will probably trail to Seattle, so a very strong add. On the other side of that game, Jacob Hollister is 34% owned. We like him more if Tyler Lockett does not play, but either way, he does make a, uh, a pretty strong add. The aforementioned Ryan Griffin against Oakland. He will rank as a probably a top 15 tight end this week. He is essentially available in every single league. Uh, Cam Brate, uh, you know, again, an, another guy to mention out there. He's basically owned in, in no leagues. He will definitely be out there in your league. And then uh, the last mention is Ross Dwelly. If George Kittle is out again in week 12, Ross Dwelly is going to be a guy that uh, in, in the deepest of leagues, you know, I would ra- I'm going to rank him way after the rest of these guys. He's going to be, you know, tight end 18, 19, 20, something like that. But he would be another guy that you could theoretically, you know, hope to get a touchdown out of, right? Uh, Moving on to the kicker position. This is a a super tough week for kickers. We have the number two kicker, the number four kicker, uh, and the number five kicker all on by this week with uh, Butker, Zane Gonzalez, and Dan Bailey all on by, so that uh, that does suck for uh, for some of you. Uh, however, we do have some good kicking streaming options this week. We have uh, likely Robbie Gold against Green Bay uh, at home. That is going to be a pretty good situation. Uh, we have Young Hoku against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in the Dome. He is 7% owned on Yahoo. He's probably going to be our top streaming option of the week. You know, that's never a bad situation for uh, for someone to be in. But then our boy, the man, the myth, 
Austin Seibert, I know he was, uh, he was, he, he's had uh, a couple misses over the last few weeks, but playing at home against the Miami Dolphins, that is the number one spot you would choose to take a kicker in. So uh, that that pretty much just uh, explains itself. So we have Austin Seibert and Young Hoku as uh, our number one kicking streaming options this week. Finally, uh, we do have a, a pretty easy streaming defense week. We have the Cleveland Browns who are playing at home to the Miami Dolphins. Now, they are owned in a, a fair number of leagues because a lot of people were anticipating this, right? They are 50% owned in Yahoo League, so they are right on that threshold. The New York Jets playing at home to the Oakland Raiders. Basically, the Raiders are a horrible defense to play against when they are are uh, favored, and they are a good offense to play against when they are underdogs. They are going to be underdogs on the road against the Jets this week. Uh, so those are the two top options. Denver at Buffalo. They are 20% owned in Yahoo leagues. We think that they are, uh, we definitely think that they are pretty reasonable. And then the bottom of the barrel ad is the Detroit Lions. They are 8% owned in Yahoo leagues. They get uh, probably the best matchup of the week that anyone is going to get as they play at Washington. That the, the at part is not great, but they get to play against Dwayne Haskins, who's basically been the worst quarterback in the NFL this season. So that is going to do it for us here at the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Show. Make sure to check out rotoexperts.com for uh, rankings, projections. You can get that uh, package for a year uh, the NFL 365 package, you can get that for a year from now using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.